Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I'm your beast, Dan Meredith. Good day to you. Good day to you, Good Dan. day to you, Mr. You? Alderton. I'm delightful. Looking very burly in your checked I shirt. I like to think of myself as a ruggedly sexual masculine man <laughs> with this particular... And if you're <laughs> listening oh. to this, again... Do you know what? No, I'm not apologising. Never apologise. I look handsome as shit in this. I, 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 I Manly. agree. I agree. Urban lumberjack Urban is the lumberjack. look I'm going for. Urban lumberjack. With a haircut of someone probably a bit younger uh, than so probably should have. So. I was going to tell you, know, I've been telling some stories. Yeah, go on. <laughs> do you want to hear a good story? Start with the story. And we, we do have a great one today, but I want to yeah, hear the story. Yeah, it's a bit like it's, it's a bit like self-awareness and what we're going to talk about. But anyway, a group of lumberjacks. Okay. This is what it reminded me of. <laughs> group of lumberjacks cutting wood in the woods. And this is one lumberjack that always cuts more wood than the other lumberjacks. And every day they get a lunch break. And this lumberjack disappears for an hour and comes back. And they're kind of annoyed because a lot of these guys, they have their pat lunch, 15 minutes, and then get back to work for 45 because they're getting paid for how much wood they cut, okay, not for being there. But this guy always cuts more wood and he disappears for an hour. And they were kind of getting annoyed because like, this is unfair. How is he doing more wood and working less than us? So one of the lumberjacks built up some confidence and they went up to him and they said, can you just tell us where are you disappearing to every hour at lunchtime? And he goes, oh, I'm just going home to sharpen my axe. Now, there is a very big difference between working hard and working smart and actually sharpening your tools makes your work much easier you are such a cheese ball <laughs> i he's, i was in my head deck is again for those of you listening can't see this recording when he kept saying wood all the time i had to put the microphone it, it, down yes. and, put, and literally tilt my head away from the recording devices because i was getting the giggles and i'm like is he gonna do the fucking sharpening axe one Oh did. yes, I did. And it's got nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. Nothing at all. This nothing at all. We were talking about this before. Good thing about the body and the beast is is just like it's the like host. It's like a box of chocolates. Okay, you finish yours. I'll finish mine. Well, Forrest Gump said, "Life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know whether it's going to be a hard toffee. You don't know whether it's going to be a fudge. You don't know if it's going to be a strawberry cream." Uh, <laughs> Pace yourself, Dan. <laughs> so mine was going to say along the lines of, so much like you, dear listener, um, the hosts are in exactly the same seat as you because we don't know what we're going to talk about either. We've got, we've got an etching, we've just be, got a thing. We, we have a plan, and that plan is one line in Jay's phone, and we know what we're going to talk about, and then off we go, but you get... Dangents and little Jayisms going off into different places, but this is one that I got to be honest, you wouldn't if you listened to us before. This is not a topic I think we would have even been aware of. It's not something we were that big into. Um, I've always been fascinated by it, and that is the concept of consciousness, self-awareness, and 
What was the other thing? I'm not too sure. Self-awareness, confidence, uh, consciousness. consciousness. And it was sort of like being the, present. Being present. Yes, so yeah, okay. so yeah. we're going to talk. So I've been fascinated by consciousness and being conscious or being conscious for a while. And the problem is that phrase has kind of been a little bit ruined by some of that. Again, if you're into this stuff, not, but we're we'll calling them a woo-woo crowd. Okay. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Spirituality is cool. And there's some things since my dad's gone that have appeared that's made me think, do you know what? I I'm not religious per se nope. at all, but I think there's something else after that. Cause it was too, there's too serendipitous for certain things to happen. But anyway, you know, the, you know, the fact that we are conscious and aware and so it's something that's really fascinating. It's something that I have become more since I've had some of the, the more challenging events I've happened to. But also, again, we, we've touched about this on a few episodes before, you know, the actual ability to be self-aware and aware of your flaws and your blind spots and your problems and being present with people like, you know. The um, we spoke about this on the last one, and Daniel had had quite a bit of coffee just before the last one. Because again, <laughs> if you could see it, it's just both of us just both jut in there. So if, if I did do that a few times, apologies for listener. But being present and actually being able to be present with someone um, and giving the gift of your full undivided attention, especially in today's just fractured world with you know social media and news and everything else that's going on, we thought this would be a really interesting topic. And I think it's so important because you and I have both made this mistake in the past where we're there, but we're not there. And I've got so many examples of not being present. When I was first building my gym, I was not there for the year. I was in my phone. I was anywhere else rather than where I should be. I remember going on holiday during the build of my gym and somebody sending me through WhatsApp images of how the gym's looking. And I was on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, scorching Beautiful hot. Beautiful place as well, yeah. And I wasn't there because I was getting frustrated because the little hut on the beach didn't have strong enough Wi-Fi to show me the pictures of the how gym. How dare they? How and I was they? so stressed. I was like, oh, and then I stopped and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You are in Italy on this beautiful beach and you've got your phone out and you're getting stressed over something that you can't control and doesn't really matter at this moment in time. Sort your fucking life out. And that was the first of many realizations that my own justification was I have to I have to respond to this. I have to be present within this social media game. This is how it works. You know, I, I'm this, this social media thing that gets back to everyone, that asks everyone, that is there all the time. And I was known as that, that guy, that guy gets back yeah. to everyone, that, that answers every message and does everything. And that exhausted me because it, what it enabled me to be is very present online, mm. but not actually present in my life and with the people around me. And you, you know it as well as I do. When you're chatting to somebody and they're on their phone or trying to do something and multitask, they might still be listening to you, but it's a bit like, oh, you're not really listening. Yeah. And the best gift that you can give people this day and age is your undivided attention. Yeah. And a lot of that comes stems from becoming, again, when I say conscious, you know, that can be taken in so many different ways. I mean, it could be kind of, you know, that you hear, like we said, wake up, and obviously it's like all this conspiracy kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I, I love a good conspiracy theory, and it's fascinating and understanding why it happens, what it is. But when I say about being conscious, it is that consciousness and self-awareness kind of kind of dovetailed hand in hand. And I realized, I mean, I, I don't drink anymore. Um, my drinking 
did nearly get out of hand and I kind of managed to put in the bud and I just thought, you know what, it's not serving me, I'm going to let it go. But part of the reason I drank, I, I called it my witching hour. So by about 8.39, I was done for the day. Now you get up at, I don't know, 2.30 in the morning or whatever it is you do to go, to go and dip your balls in a glass of ice water. Just, you know, start the day. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And we're back in the room. <laughs> i got to be honest, that would wake me the fuck up. Well, there you go. But anyway. So, witching dungeon, hour, 8.30 yeah, till, till night. Because that would be the point where pretty much work was done. So, I had an international audience. So, I start with my Australians and UKs, then blend into like UK and America uh, as my time zones, obviously, all around the world. But then, I'd be left alone with my thoughts. And I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with these. Let's numb them. And I would find, you know, a couple of drinks became four or five drinks, which became half bottle, blah, 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 all this kind of forward. So I, I had to be, you know, I am a conscious being. We are all conscious beings, but I also was not aware. I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't aware of some of the things that I was doing. I couldn't see my own blind spots and I wanted to numb that part of my life. And as hard as it was to deal with some of the things that I've done, good and bad, you know, right and wrong, none of us here are going to have got a clean sheet. None of us, are, yep. none of us are perfect, but we wanted to talk about, you know, being aware of yourself and the life you lead and the actions you take and why you do it because you, it's that whole, and I'm not calling you incompetent, but it's a whole unconscious incompetence where you don't know what you don't know. And it's something that I have got better at. And I've got some great stories from my life um, and some people that, you know, I've known and, who were very resistant to that kind of self-reflection, mindfulness element. And then, you know, I was too. I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. And then when you do it, you're like, I should have done this sooner. I'm going to add another another story. Go on then. (laughs) Okay, I've I've probably bastardized this, but it will make sense still. Uh, There's this old fish that goes past these two young fishes and the old fish says to the young fish, how's the water today? And the young fish say, yeah, it's good. And then the young fish, as the old fish walks, um, swims past, says the other young fish, what on earth is water? And the reason that I like that so much is the wise fish knows that it's swimming in water, but when you're young, you don't know what the fuck it is. And it's very much like life. You've got the wise person who's been around the block that understands really why why he's on he or she is on the planet, what they're doing here, what life is actually about. And when you're younger... You ain't got time for that shit. I remember picking up at 22 years of age, Aircott Tolls, The Power of Now, and it was saying to feel the water in your hands and listen to the drip of the tap. And I was like, what the fuck I'm not are listening you to a fucking on about? Tap. I ain't got time for this shit. Get wrecked. And as you get older, you're like, oh, okay. I kind of get this. But, you know, all of this, as you said, one of the biggest problems I think with any kind of thing, when you mention the word consciousness, when you mention the word meditation, when you went, mention mindfulness. any mindfulness. What, do you know another one? Wellness. Wellness. Self-care. They all sort yeah. of kind of get lumped in. Into lighting up some joysticks, folding your legs, and, you know, humming. And I think that's the problem, because a lot of people get switched off to the fact that these have their own interpretations and actually, these things will have a positive impact on your life because the more that you're aware of what's going on with yourself and in your environment, the better that you can control or let go of things. Mate, when before, so again, for those of you who are new to us, first of all, hope you're liking us, um, but you may not have known how we were before. It was sillier at parts, mainly, I'm going to say, down to 
one member of body and beast more than the other <laughs> and we're in totally different places different yeah. places but since then and i'm not going to go um hardcore into it i just i've tried this as well is both i know you've spoke a lot about breath work but two things that i started doing was um breath work and meditation i was really reticent to it and to be honest with you a lot of the stuff that was marketed out there didn't really appeal to me as a yeah. guy but one of the things I did was um, the Muse headband. And I like that. I'm a gadget guy. And you, so basically a headband, it reads your brainwaves, put some headphones in, and it makes noise. So imagine you are on a beach. So there's a nice, calm beach accent. But when your brain is active, the wind picks up. So you can feel like there's a breeze blowing. It gets more and more aggressive. And it teaches you to notice your thoughts and then try and bring them down. So I needed a bit of... It's like, and for me, the idea of being in silence, oh, fuck yeah. no. Being, not being, uh, not having music playing, not having something to do, not working on something. And I managed to migrate. It took me months. Yeah, I remember I, speaking to you yeah. just quickly back in the um, older Body and the Beast days mm. of you doing a flotation tank. And oh, you yeah. said never again because I didn't like to spend that long. I couldn't spend the full time in that. Yeah. I would hop out before it was finished. Now I still do, and I can. I can detach and it allows me to be more mindful. And there's, there's so many benefits. And again, I'm not, you know, some of you be listening and be like, fuck that. Okay. Nonsense. Yeah. And you know what? That's cool. Because I said the same thing, but I'm not a fan of talking about stuff until I've tried it. Now, do I meditate now? Not overly often, but when I need to, I know I can access it and I don't need, I can literally do silence. I could just literally sit for me, what works for me, I will wear um, uh, a eye mask and I'll put my headphones on, put the noise cancellation mode on. So I'm literally just forced to be in my own head. And I just notice my thoughts and where they're going. And I wanted to add to what actually meditation is. And a lot of people will think, okay, meditation, I need to sit down like a yogi and do all this breath work and stuff. Or I need to listen to an app. The fundamentals of meditation is this, is as you just said, have a thought and then train yourself to allow it to pass. One of the biggest problems that we have is overthinking. And what we what ends up Huge happening... Huge problem. And, and this, is, this is what happens. Whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, whenever you're overthinking stuff, imagine this kind of thing in your head where you are literally... The way I like to look at it is, remember back at school when you had those paper towels and mm -hmm. you, you wet them and you throw them at the wall? I've got to be honest. I think we, we've covered this kind of in another episode. I think yeah. our childhoods were s slightly different. but <laughs> Okay, so... What, what, when I you was aware of your type, okay. When, when you throw a paper, every time you throw a, a, a wet paper towel at the wall, if you keep throwing paper towels, it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And imagine this is your brain. If you don't allow a thought to pass, it's like that wet paper towel being thrown at the wall. And every time that you don't allow something to pass, it's another wet paper towel being thrown at the wall. And, and the more paper towels that you throw at the wall, the thicker it gets and the harder it is to clear your thinking. That makes sense. And this is the whole point of meditation. It is not allowing those wet paper towels to build up. In fact, they're not getting thrown at all because they're passing. And this is the same as your thoughts. When we get overwhelmed, we think about something, we sit on it, then we think about something else, then we sit on it, then we think of something else, and then we sit on it. And then, and then suddenly, and everybody's had this in their head, they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. <sighs> anxiety, yeah. overwhelm, and then you're like, fuck, all I need to do is learn how to shut the brain off. And of course, you know, you're not going to shut the Easy brain off because you'll be dead. fucking done, yeah. And what I have found is that there's different types of meditation. There is 
trained meditation mm -hmm. and there is forced meditation. Now, trained meditation is breath work. It is allowing yourself to listen to music, to have a thought and train to allow it to pass. But there are forced meditations and what a forced meditation is, is jumping in an ice cold sea. Yeah. Because the whole process of meditation is breathing and allowing a thought to pass. When you jump in an ice cold sea, the first thing that you do is you breathe. And every person that I bring mm -hmm. into cold water, I say to them, what are you thinking about right now? And they're like, absolutely nothing. Because one of the great things about cold water, and, and I always say this quote from Naval Ravikant, people don't want peace of mind, they want peace from mind. Um, yeah. And when you have... Break from their own brain. And when you have a practice of getting out of your mind just for five minutes a day, that compounded over time, as we said before, small things compounded over time tend to big things. And actually when you show that you can get out of your head, you'll be more consistent with it. Yeah. It's a, lot, a little bit diff more difficult than mm -hmm. actually sitting in a nice warm room on a pillow and, and doing it, but it, there is the ability Same to... Same as the cold showers. You know, I'm not as hardcore as you with it, but I'll still start my day every day with... And for me, I have my own little ways of doing it. I don't do the... I don't use a cold shower more for, for cleaning myself more than anything because I'm, I'm quite a hirsute gentleman. So trying to get soap out of hair cold is not fun but i literally use that as a right i set a timer i do two minutes i put on some energetic music and i just literally let it run till it's proper cold and i go one two three bang and stay there for two minutes and all i'm focusing on is the breathing side of things but i have my own version of that as well so for example my motorcycling i love my motorbikes i've got a selection of ducatis i like going fast now i will never do anything you know i'm not a dickhead biker but when you're on a bike, you have to focus because if you don't, you know, I've been run over once. Again, not actually that painful, more boring. Definitely, pro tip, take a battery pack with you because if you get run over, they don't have phone charges in hospitals because your phone dies and then you're like, well, has anyone got a book? And you're like, oh, we're trying to keep this guy alive next door. You need to be bothering us about phone charges. And I'm like, but I'm really bored. So anyway, that aside, um, for me, m m you know, a meditation on my bike i'm literally in the zone focusing and the other thing is is with my boxing like i box three times a week and i spar on a sunday yeah when you are trying to hit someone and trying not to get hit or you're sparring on you in the middle of some intense exercise i can't think about anything else because if i yeah you know especially when the sparring and i'm not a great boxer or anything i just enjoy it you know i'm, I'm okay but you know I'm, you know for any of you here are boxers you don't worry it's not you're fine but for <laughs> me I'm trying to avoid getting hit in the face. I am focused on that dude and his feet and his fists and his movements because if I'm thinking about other things, I'm getting dinged. Do things that make you forget you've got a mobile phone. Simple. Going, as I said in previous episodes, getting that one wheel, you can't be on your phone on one of those because nasty accident. Same as your motorbike. I love going down to Wollacombe Bay, Saunton Sands, as do you. And I, first time ever, properly did surfing this year fantastic absolutely fantastic because once again you are just just, just focus on just some answer the it. thing how many times before you fucking stood up twice i'll fuck off like honestly yeah, but the thing is it's a <laughs> what, what i'm trying to explain to guys it's a transitional sport i'm on a one wheel i know i'm on an electric one wheel skateboard with the same 
foot positioning that you have on yeah, a surfboard. You're also one of my best mates, and I have the frustration of doing things with you in public. That sounded worse. Like, but you were just like, oh, I've never done that before. Hands, Jamie, whatever thing it is. Oh, high score. Oh, I've never... Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, you know, one thing I say is that if you're going to do something, do it properly. <laughs> and a lot of people don't, don't have that mentality. If you're going to learn something, go all in. Listen to the person. Do exactly what, they, what they're saying. Learn from your mistakes quickly and get up. And that's what I did the surfboard. It's yeah. like, fell off, get up, fell off, get up. I know exactly what I did then. What do did I do then? How did I do my foot position? And it can be exhausting to someone, but I'm trying to learn quick. The yeah. thing that I was saying about surfing is that unless you live down there, you know, we've heard about you know, the 10,000 hour mm-hmm. rule. That's a lot of fucking time to find a wave and surf. Yeah. You know, because you forget with surfing as well, you're waiting for the right wave to, to jump on. Mm-hmm. There's a place down in Bristol, the wave yeah. thing. And I, and I said to the guy, I bet it's probably better to learn how to surf on something it's fake there, over and over and over and over Then something again. real, because you know you're guaranteed going to get the waves. So you're going to get the time to get better at mm. that sport. And that's what it's all about. It's that, it's that time under tension, essentially, yeah. where you're going to master a skill. You made a great point earlier, and this is something that I saw so many people struggle with during the pandemic. And, you know, we've all, and again, right, it's like when you chat to a guy and he's like, oh, I've never lost a boner. It's like, I'll bet you have once. I bet you have at least one. Stop fucking lying. Okay. But it's just, you know, somebody just talk shit. Okay. Uh, equally, if you haven't, outstanding dick work. Um, <laughs> Where are you? Where is I'm that coming from? to it, which is not the phrase. But what I'm saying here is, if you're listening and you're saying, I've never had anxiety, I've never had that anxious thoughts, that worry, fear, I'd wager, unless you are, you know, psychologically very, very different, you're probably talking bullshit. And anxiety is I had this great, I don't know if we've said it before already, but I do like it. One well, of my favorite shit of anxiety is, it's like if you're a gamer, if you like playing games, it's like when you are yeah, playing along. Love this. Yeah, you, you go, it's like you're, you're playing as a character, da, 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 then all of a sudden, you're just in a room. And then there's loads of ammunition and armor, and you're like, oh, brilliant, loads of free stuff. Cool, let's take the free stuff. Da, 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 da. And then boss music starts playing. And if you're not a gamer, basically, generally what happens is you'll fight some big, horrible version of the things you've been first with, and it's usually hard as fuck. But it doesn't necessarily appear straight away, but the music's changed, so you something bad is going to happen. But it's not here yet. And it's like that perpetual pending fuckery moment. And I'm not going to lie, I don't have it per se. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not diagnosed. But there are times where my thoughts are off. The, you know what? The train has left the fucking station. And it is accelerating. And one of the things that I've done is I've realized that for me, you know, if I was to say, right, if you are anxious, stressed, panicking, and we're just like, hey, just meditate, bro. I'll be like, the last thing I can think about doing is is, is that. Yeah. So one of the things that changed my life was, was breath work. Um, you know, I tried Wim Hof, cold breathing, but for me, the one that's worked has been uh, box breathing, which yep. was used a lot with, I, I liked it. It was like, I saw, you know, like the clickbait, it's like Maybe the special. Use this. Thank you. It was the special forces hack to be able to perform under pressure. And I'm like, That'll do. I'll I'll have that. And box breathing. And it simply is you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it in for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you hold your out breath for four seconds. And the beautiful thing about this is you can even be having a conversation with someone and still do do it. it. You can do it in a queue. You can do it when you're waiting for something. You can just take a minute. 
maybe two tops and you can just reset yourself. And it's a really useful thing to have because you can do it in public, very unnoticeably. You can talk a breath in. Yeah, it's weird because I, I, I do a lot of Wim Hof and, yeah. and of course that's a little bit different to do in in public and it's intense having, as you, well you can't have a conversation on doing wind because yeah. you're <laughs> you, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing and then you're holding your breath you're like, the box spring is good because it sounds really silly but when I'm in in bed I do two Wim Hofs before I go to sleep because what a lot of people don't know is that if your heart rate is above 60 beats per minute it's very difficult to get to to you can't go out of consciousness um, un, under 60 beats over 60 beats really? per minute so you I need to get your heart rate your heart needs to get under uh, 60 beats per minute to lose consciousness. So what I found, of course, with the Wim Hof app, and here's the thing, Wim Hof breathing, if you just go onto YouTube, type Wim Hof breathing, you can do it for free. It's free. It's uh, Wim free. Hof's got and, 45 and, million and, views. It's free on the app as well. It's, it's, no, it's, it's free on the app, but you've got to pay because I, I pay for the app. And the reason you can do it free on the app, and I say you can do it free on the app, but you, what you do not get is a link in with your Apple Watch and the ability to track and see all of your previous history of what you've done. Yeah, I was just looking at the app then we're doing this. Yeah, exactly what Jay said, but it's also a really good, it's got a 20-day cold shower challenge. Yep. Um, it's got podcasts and stuff on there, but it's got interactive breathing. So if, you just, if you're not sure how to do it, you know, he's like, yeah, breathe so in, breathe out. So it's got yeah. the basics. Yeah, so what's great about the YouTube video is that you've got the breathing and what it does is it has a minute. So if I explain what Wim Hof is, you do 30 deep, uh, thirty breaths. You have deep breath in, like a kind of a shallower breath out 30 times. Quite then, fast as well. Then you fully breathe in, fully breathe out, fully like you exhale and then you hold. On the actual YouTube, you have one minute hold and then two one minute mm -hmm. 30. But as you get better at it, you can hold your breath for longer. So at the moment, I'm on... Hold oh, on, let me tell Two minutes, 16 is my best. Yeah, so 3.15. Shit the bed. Yeah. Three, it's normally about two and a half. To, Do you know what the head fuck is thing? And this is for anyone who's not tried it. First of all, it's a weird feeling. And you get these tingles and you're kind of... But you think to yourself, by holding your breath, more air, you're going to last longer. But you actually breathe out as much air as you can out of your body. So you've not done the... And but because you've hyper oxygenated your blood, and you just and the weird thing is, you're just lying there like I'm fine. I yeah. Don't appear yeah. The more to relaxed, yeah. Any air. The more relaxed you feel, the longer you can, you know, you breathe. But going back to what I was saying, the thing that I found was that I do a couple of Wim Hof breaths mm. before I go to sleep because with the app, I noticed that in the morning, my my beats per minute on my heart is around eighty five. And it goes down to 42 to 43 wow. after two breaths, like after the second round. So I've been, I do two because that takes whatever I'm thinking of and everything. I fully relax. I go under that 60 beats per minute and within five minutes, I'm out. And I, like you said, with the box breathing, I, as I breathe out, I don't have any, um, I don't have my phone or my watch mm. or any technology in my yeah. room. So I do a tap. So I do tap. Tap. So I use my fingers on my chest. So that's Come five, right. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. But the box breathing is just as good as well because if you're doing four seconds in, you go one, two, three, four, breathe in. One, oh, two, yeah. three. Yeah. And then you do it on, on your fingers. So yeah, box breathing. And that Wim Hof, 
one of the main things that has had a benefit the beginning of the year i was suffering from a lot of anxiety overthinking anxiety and, and i'll just say because we've been mates for a long time and we're close we're open and this again i don't know if it's a guy thing which would be more of a people thing you hit it well yeah you you kept that was it what's your paddle or what's the paddle like Boat like a duck and paddle yeah like your phrase and that was really you know it goes to show and again probably a lot of people listening wouldn't you know followed you for all wouldn't necessarily think that yeah I, I, but i speak a lot about it and in that situation i was like awesome and it sounds a bit weird but it's like if you're going to overcome something like for example if you just get anxious every now and again mm-hmm you're never going to be able to deal with it because you haven't sat in it long enough to try different things. Yeah. And one of the things that is going to allow you, and, and I'm going to like preposition this with anxi- anxiety and depression are real clinical things to some individuals. No matter how much fucking Wim Hof breathing you do, if you suffer from clinical depression or clinical anxiety, will sort it out you yeah. need to go and see a professional what i'm talking about now is just every you know the natural anxiety life. overwhelm depression mm-hmm. that people get that's non-medical now i was sitting in anxiety for two to three weeks and trying different things mm-hmm. and one of the things that i was experiencing with this self-awareness is that as i start to get anxious i start to breathe a lot quicker and breathe a lot slower so my breath's like instead of long, deep breaths. So actually, and also when I was looking back at my, and this is one thing I love about an Apple watch. You can look back at your history from the last three years, if you're wearing the watch at where your heart rates go up. So I'm looking at the last week of going, fuck at this period of time, my heart rate is going through the roof for a long period of time. It's hitting at like 110, 115. Jesus. For a long time. And you weren't doing anything. That's just sad. Just thinking. Fuck me. And I was just like, right, I need to find something to reduce this down. And it was just, firstly, noticing that I have anxiety. And secondly, having a response to it and trying different things. Now, the C-dips were good. Yep, okay, mm-hmm. the walks were good. All stuff that I've done as, you know, we will say as um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So you need to do the daily things to help you with things. But when you suddenly get this thing in your life, a lot of it was things that I'd be, you know, a lot of business staff, a lot of... Um, did you talk to anyone? Did no, you, no, no. Did you, did you, as in, did you offload to anyone? Yeah, did you share? Yeah. So I've got a friend, um, he's, a, fortunately he's a doctor, so I can go back and Confide. forth. Yeah, so I can go back and forth and have uh, conversations um, with him. But one of the things I, I actually wanted to try and do is experiment with different things that work for me. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I found with, with breath work especially was firstly, you know, I was doing the YouTube one, so I didn't actually know it was doing anything with yeah. my heart. Yeah, you know, these are all things that I just learned now from yeah. do, from doing it. So I didn't realize that it was actually allowing me to breathe deeper and to lower my heart rate. But if I could, like, very much like your your analogy with the game, mm-hmm. what my head was like when I was getting anxiety was like the one of those old nineteen eighties telly. You know, when all the channels go and it's white noise, static. Yeah. And suddenly, like, you either turn it off or turn it down. And what I found is by the time I was doing these rounds, it was like I was turning the volume down on that telly. It was going from noise and this to... Yeah. So the noise is still there, but it's a lot It's a lot quieter. Yeah. It's a lot easier to deal with. Uh, and that's what it allowed me to do. It allowed me to 
take some time to breathe, to relax, to drop my heart rate, to be, you know, I'm still thinking of things. I'm not saying, a, and it, but I'm allowing myself to have those thoughts and kind of let them pass and go, they don't really matter. And it's very interesting when you're looking at your phone and you've got it synced in that when you're thinking about business or work, my heart rate normally would sit at the lowest 45. Mm -hmm. But if I'm thinking of things about my day, I would quick open my eyes, look to the right. And it's about 55, 58. Yeah. It's very interesting how your thoughts have such an impact on your body, which is why it's so important to have this self-awareness. And it is practice. It. Like, And if any of you are listening are, are suffering from those things, as Jay said there, like, you know, we are not medical professionals. We're two friends who've done some things sharing our advice. Uh, there's no shame in getting help. There's nothing wrong with you. Some of the most successful, driven, powerful, influential, wealthy people I've met over my years have had some serious things that they need to deal with. So don't be afraid to actually talk to someone. But this is kind of more just some advice and some tips because I found... A lot of the time we, we self-medicate, whether it be with food, with alcohol, with social media, with distractions, with... Okay, so it's, it's a normal, natural thing. There's some thoughts, there's some worries, there's some things. I'm just going to distract myself. I'm going to deal with that tomorrow. I'm going to do it. But there's, that nearly saw me off, basically. And when I, I had to go through a very uncomfortable phrase of not allowing myself distractions and sitting with my thoughts and sitting with my feelings and sitting with my fears and my anxieties, and my troubles, and my and just sitting with them. That was the first thing. And the next thing I allowed to do is I said, well, do you know what? You ain't got any... I said, I'm evicting you from my fucking head. So what I did is, and this is something... Um, again, if I've mentioned this before on a previous podcast, I apologize, but it's a great tip, is I would do the... Um, uh, the, the problem-solving fear exercise. So I would literally write down one of my anxieties or stresses. So I'd say, for example, little sister... Um, she's brain damaged, need private care. And this is something I did some years ago for her in the future. She's going to need help. She's going to need help. And now with dad gone, um, even more pressing. So, so I could worry about that. What happens when mum goes? What happens if her health care is all? Or I, I literally, I, I do this in a book and I write out all my problems, anxieties and stresses in one book. And I get a brand new book. One's black and one's red. Red ones are always the action books. And I literally just say, say for that one. So I go in the red book and I have one page her problem i said how do i solve the problem of ensuring my sister's future safety and immediately much like we said in an episode recently where as soon as you've committed to some course of action you go cool done now problem solving and for me i gave it it was a case of i made a list of all the problems and like you said with the guns of the head from fight club i then look at the ones which i can infl like for example there's a whole lot of medical stuff that's not quick but what i can do is I can email some companies like I did with my sort of side projects and say, this is what we're looking for. Can you help? How much is it going to cost? What are we going to need? How do we get on the, how do we get the ball rolling? And what that did is it gave me almost like a list of SOPs, like standard. And yeah. I've got on my phone for a disaster plan. So when my brain is fantasizing, got these terrible things that could happen, I'm going, okay, that's happened. What am I going to do about it? And, I've never had to actually access any of those lists, but it has basically calmed my mind down so that I can think. So instead of panicking about it or distracting, go, okay, cool, right, this is going to go. Let's just say that's going to go shit. Right, what do I need to do? And again, as a guy, I found that that really worked for me. And again, being open with people, you know, trusted people, you know, if I trust yourself, got a handful of trusted friends, but talking to people and, and literally, you'll be amazed. And this is one of those things like, when you actually say to someone you trust, you say, 
can you talk? I could do with some help. Yeah. I could do with a hand. You'll be amazed how many people come trades. And yeah. if you don't have anyone, look, I'm going to say this. You know, people do the whole, oh, cry for help on social media. Do you know what? Sometimes that's all you've got is a few people on Instagram or Facebook. And you could, you know, put, again, don't make a habit of it. But if you're, if you're having a bad day, saw a friend of mine the other day. She posted something. She said, do you know what? I'm really struggling right now. I'm in a bad way. I could really do some help. And the fucking outpouring of love and support was phenomenal. Yeah, two people, dickheads, fine. But 50 plus comments of liking that. There's all sorts of different ways of doing it. But yeah. understanding is that you don't have to do this alone. And again, but sitting with it and the discomfort. And again, we are often living, the anxiety is living in the future. We are living in something which hasn't happened yet. You have to sit with it sometimes. And it's fucking uncomfortable. Yep. But the you that emerges on the other side of that is a lot more powerful. But this is the thing of sitting in it and what it does. Because something I always say is don't allow your feelings to affect your future. And if you are feeling certain negative emotions and they are causing you to take you further away from where it is you want to be. So, for example, say that you want to, you know, you want to get out there and meet someone. But your anxiety, whenever you feel it, stops you going out there. What your emotion is causing you to do is stop doing the thing that you want to do. So the only way past that is to show yourself that you can succeed in something despite having that emotion. And this comes down to anxiety, but this also comes down to fear. You know, a lot of people don't do stuff because of fear, but in actual fact, you need to do that whilst experiencing it to show yourself that you can still do those things even though you have those feelings. Which are valid. Yeah. And this is it. Which You're are... allowed to be afraid yeah. and worried and think things could go wrong, but staying there is just harming future you. But it, And it comes back to what you're saying about that boss level. A lot of people don't know what emotions they're feeling. They don't know what envy feels like. They don't know what jealousy feels like. They don't know what anxiety feels like. They don't know what fear and excitement feel like, which are pretty much the same two things. you know. And once you know what that feeling is, like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Okay, cool. What do I do when I feel anxious? One of the things that you showed me was one of these self like kind of self-help AI apps. Yeah, it was a CBT-based AI app. So yeah. how these apps work, which is genius, but also simple as anything, the more information you input in it, the more it can come up with solutions. Because if it's asking you, what did you do today that made you feel good? It will take a record of that. Yeah. What did you do today that made you feel so shit? They take a record of that. And if this AI has a big database of things that you've input and you say to it, I'm feeling shit today, it can look into its database and go, have you tried doing this and this? Because the last time you did this and this, you felt really good. Common sense isn't common practice. Because people go, I just went for a walk and I felt better. Yep. And it's like, Ugh. But even this, this uh, little app that I've seen, yeah. because if you're anxious, stressed, worried, panicking, you're now, your focus has now switched and you're now answering questions on an app and you're talking back and forth. So you're immediately getting out of that and you're asking questions and you're talking things and it'll say things like, you said that, did you have a good day? No, shit day. Why did you have a shit day? Because of this. But Why, and then what it's doing, but it's taking you out of, and you're now actually having, a, you know, admittedly with some AI and with some tech, with a discussion, but you are slowing down your thinking. And one of the things I wanted to talk about next is, is the concept art philosophy 
action steps sort of, of slowing the fuck down. Yeah, I call it uh, smelling the flowers. <laughs> why do you find fuck. that? Why do you find that so funny? Do you know what I? I uh, I, as we, when's the last right here, here it's because you looked me okay now okay, bear Dan. in mind we are two dudes we are... sat across a desk from each other yeah okay and he just looked me dead in the eyes okay <laughs> I, I am showing Dan I, I'm showing Dan a, a time lapse of uh, a sunrise from this yeah. morning I literally sat down on the ground and watched that for 25 minutes. It's beautiful, but and, no. and just I'm explaining. I'm not laughing, at it, but that, it's. But this it is was, what we were looking at each other's eyes like star-crossed lovers, and it just went smelling the flowers, and I yeah. just was like, "God damn, he's beautiful." <laughs> I'll never stop. So I sat down and I watched the sunrise for 25 minutes, yeah. and there was nobody about. There was a woman jogged past. She goes, "How amazing is that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It is amazing because most be people will not get up and." The best sunrises at the moment, September, October time, yeah, you might be listening ready. to this later. Yeah. It's cold. The skies are clear. That's why it's so cold. Mm-hmm. But then sunrises, and they're at 7 a.m., so most people who are not early birds can yeah. really set an early alarm and get up. And they're just incredible. And they're free. And But what I talk about is that is being present because most people there will be on a run or walking to work, listening to things or yep. thinking about their day, not realizing this amazing you know sun is shining when i'm talking about smelling the flowers i'm like yeah. you haven't taken the time to, to notice walk past things to notice things and it's not going have a i mean by all means go have a sniff of some flowers but when's the yeah. last time that you just slowed the fuck down look to your surroundings mm. and have you ever just noticed things have you ever done this you're walking in a place which you've been for a decade and you've noticed something that's been there forever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you were like, that wasn't there before. And what you realize is that you just haven't stopped in 10 years to turn around at that point in time and see that that thing's there. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a little bizarre little epiphany. Like I, I live in a you know, really nice place where I live, lovely views on the river. And I've got a little lap that I do, which is about 45 minutes. And because I'm on a bit of a health and fitness kick still, I do two of those a day, one in the morning, start my day, one at the evening, that's kind of like my bookends, and it gives me about 12,000 steps. And I was walking along, you know, that when you're uh, yeah, wireless set, yeah. and I was like, oh, fuck. I was about 10 minutes into the walk, but I've got this weird thing that once I've started, I've got to complete the loop, even though I can't turn back. And I just took my headphones out. They died. And I had the best time. I was hearing the sounds of the river. I was hearing, you know, rowing boats go past. I was hearing people laughing and conversations. I was hearing insects. I was hearing the breeze. And it just, I was like, why have I, I've literally, as much as I enjoy my walk and I'm doing it, but I was just noticing things again. And that whole slowing down, listen, we are in a very, very fast paced world. Your attention, your time is currency nowadays. Everyone is vying for your time. Notifications here, push notification there, grab me this, swipe on that, look at this. You know, TikToks, for example, which, you know, Jay, bless him, showed me how to use them because it's not a platform I've been using. But, you know, these were like minute-long type things and they're now like getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter because people's attention spans are getting less and it's like, I think a mutual friend of ours said something like on Reels, for example, it's like 22 seconds is like optimal. I was like, 22, that's like nothing. And even you said, you've got to grab people's attention three seconds, three seconds or they're gone. And it's like, 
look, if you're going to do the social media game, um, you've got to play by the rules. That is, it, it, you know, unfortunately, and I hate this phrase, it's one my, my dad used to say a lot, nothing against my dad, but when he did was getting unwell, it is what it is. And it's just like, yeah. and unfortunately, it kind of is in that space. But I realized so much of my life was being controlled by others and my attention. Mm -hmm. And I slowed down. And I thought, you know what? I don't need to do this at that pace. And yes, if I've got a deadline, I've got a work commitment, of course, I have to get things done in time and maybe need to speed up. But realistically, day to day, slowing down has made me aware of others. It has made me more mindful. It's had, do you know what it's really done? Great connections. Great connections. I remember telling you um, when I came to see you a little while ago, met a chap on the train. He was... Uh, giving the sort of eye as if he wanted to, it's just me and him sat, you know, that kind of awkward thing where you're sat opposite a table. And I just took my headset out and said, do you have a good day? Yep. We started chatting. And anyway, this guy is some um, very, very successful individual connected at levels that I can't even say on this. And we just got on like a house on fire. And that relationship, no idea if we're going to be fruitful, but there's opportunities there, yep. which I didn't have before from just literally because I just noticed, I was, slow, I was very relaxed, just watching, literally just looking at the, the sun, it's beautiful where Jamie lives, um, you're looking at the scenery, and but I just, I noticed the fact that this was someone who, you know, kind of like felt like he wanted a chat, so I had a chat. And slowing down allows you to spot things that you previously wouldn't, and it's such a powerful thing. You know, look, I will say one thing, I, got, I can't stand lateness, so... I'm a big fan, but what I'm saying is don't be a lazy shit and not do stuff, but understand that you don't necessarily have to go as fast as you do and nothing bad happens from slowing down. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Have you seen a film called About Time? No, I've not. Man, uh, there's one thing, Mr. Meredith, that I want you to do personally mm -hmm. is to watch that film. Oh, is that the Justin Timberlake one? No. No. No, that's... No, that's... I, it's called I, just just in time or something like that. Yeah. Um, What's it about? Just in time. <laughs> True story. Why didn't they call it just in time? True story. Got to say, it's a kid from my school, right? And I was in the dinner queue, and I'd have been fourteen, fifteen, and I think he was what was it, eleven? You go to big school, big school. I'll show my age. Um, I'm forty-two. Uh, and his mates were taking the piss out of him, going, oh, "Are you going to go and get your card?" And they're like, oh, "He's like, oh, shut up and stuff." Yeah. Surname: The Herb. T H Y M E. Parents called him Justin. Justin. <laughs> so, uh, to this day, I think that's just next level parental trolling. That is a side. But what's this film about, though, buddy? So basically, I, I don't want to spoil it because I, I want you to watch it because where you that's probably one of the most powerful films that you can watch based on where you are in your life right now. Um, but basically, his there's this. Uh, it's a kind of a comedy, but a comedy rom com, and it's probably up there with my top five films. Really. One of the things that his dad tells him on his like 20th birthday or something like that, that in the family, they have a power. They close their eyes, um, find a dark corner, close their eyes. They can go back to anywhere in their life back in time. So it's called just um, about time. And anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but one of the spoilers, which I'm going to give, I'm going to reveal the whole story. But one of the things that he found about going back in time is that his dad gave him a piece of advice. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to live each day twice. One, doing the day, mm -hmm. getting stressed because he's, uh, yeah. he's a lawyer in it. So he's, he's running towards things. He's doing stuff, you know, and he turns out like they were panicking about things that happened during the day, but it turned out okay. 
And, the re- and he said, I want you to go to that day again, but be present. So rather than rush about going shit, 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 just go about the day. You already know what's going to happen. So just relax. And because of that, because he was present for each day, he had a better experience in his life. And it is such a beautiful film, not only just because of that, but because it's such a fucking good film. It's up there with top five. But it comes down to that. When you are rushing about in life, you don't get to smell the flowers. You don't get to see the sunrises. And as woo-woo as it fucking sounds, life is so much better when you slow the fuck down. Mm. And just a little thing there, like I'm not going to play this because I don't know audio rights or anything like that, but I saw this yesterday and I was going to post this. So I'm just going to read it out. So it says, when you have a bad day, give up. Go home and sleep. Fuck it. Try again tomorrow. Not every bad day can become a good day. Some days are simply fucked and cannot be unfucked. And when you have that day that is fucked beyond repair, that is the universe speaking to you, sending you a message. Listen to the universe. Go home. Save your energy. Tomorrow is another day. For now, just fucking chill. And I wanted to say that because there's going to be days where you have good days, bad days, shitty days, awesome days, and stuff like that. But some days, for all your best efforts, you could be doing mindfulness practice. You could be doing your breathing. You could be conscious. You can be being positive. But the un- the cosmic cock of the universe has decided to go in dry. And it just happens. But you know what? A bad day is sometimes just a bad day. And understanding that, yeah, things change. Things go shitty. Sometimes things just don't go away to the best of your intentions. But you just have to learn to let it go. And the whole tomorrow is a new day. And again, when you are in the suck, that's a Marines thing, isn't it? In the suck, it's like, oh, easy for you to say. And it's like, yeah, I know it is because I've been in it multiple times myself. And I always know if I just reset, I think, right, I'll start again tomorrow. Try differently things. As you said, sit in this. Okay, that didn't work today. Let's go again tomorrow. You can be amazed how much life can change. 100%. And I love being in that, in the suck. You know, I love being in that situation where like, fuck. Because I've had it with the events that I've done, the endurance events, uh, everything. You get this period of time when you, you're doing these things where your body's saying, just stop, just give up, stop doing mm-hmm. it. And it's not your body. It's, it's the old noggin. It's the old noggin up there. And you're like, shut the fuck up. And it takes a while. You have to be in that situation and, and test it. And it comes down to practice. And it's just that, it's just knowing that thing. I think mean, one of the things that I say to people, all the time is at this period of time in your life, you're the oldest Mm -hmm. that you've ever been and everything that you've experienced, you're still here. Yeah, you survived the worst of your days up until now. And that's a nice little segue for, you know, not not say something we're going to end with per se, but something I want to talk about is the whole being mindful thing. So mindfulness being mindful, it's, you know, it means so many different to different people. But for me, one of the things, you know, it's also twinned a little bit of talking about empathy in a previous episode, is also just being mindful of others. It's yeah. cheesy. You'll have heard it before. You've probably seen some meme on a fucking sunset shared with it. So you never know what someone else is going through. And for me, mindfulness is mindful of me, my energy, my needs, why I'm doing some of the things I'm doing examining certain behaviors, think, oh, that didn't go well. Why didn't I say that? You know, what could I have done? You know, 
just self-reflection, but also of the people that I'm encountering as I go about my day. Someone, as I said in the previous episode, someone said a shitty reply to something. Okay, is there any validity in that? You know, again, you know, some people say... Um, I think what really important thing to say to yourself is what if I'm wrong? Mm, true. That is the level of yep. self-awareness that many people don't because they believe when someone is criticizing or attacking them that, you know, they're, they're panicked that they... What, you know, they don't want to accept that they might be wrong. So then yeah. they, they sometimes you stage. sometimes your critics are right. Yeah, and something sometimes you again, if you can detach your ego from it and just go, okay, well they've said, you know, so I I did a post sometimes, and I and I don't attack anyone or anything, but there was this well-known entrepreneur who's just whoring himself out around all these events, and I think he's a bit pretentious, but I don't know him. That's just my takes. So I thought right. But, but I was just seeing him everywhere. And I just said, is everyone else just sick of seeing so-and-so? Quite famous, you know, like TV famous. And then someone made a comment saying, do you know what? And I don't do that. It was just, it, it just a little trick. So I was like, oh, fuck off. Just I'm yeah, bored yeah. of seeing you. You're, and it was advertising everywhere. Like every fucking feed, there was a, you know, I was being followed by the ads. It was just doing my head in. And um, someone made a comment and said, do you know what? And they said, you're right to your opinion. But I said, this really isn't like you. You never really do this. A um, little bit disappointed after, you know, finding this time. And my first response was, fuck you. I can write. And I typed, do you know what? I said, you're entitled to it, but you know what? You're entitled to just fuck off off my feed. Yeah. This is, and, then I, and then I didn't. And I thought, hold on. Well, pause, delete, sent my message, just said, sent my DM, just saying, do you know what? You're right, actually. I don't even know why I'm doing it. And I was just getting triggered. Not that I want there, to be honest. I, I don't. Yeah. Want what they have to do? It's, it's, it's relentless. It's kind of like Gary V style, just he's just relentless. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, that was just me being a little bitch, doing a little post for for humour. I just deleted it, and I didn't need it because I'm not being because I wasn't thinking. Do you know what? Obviously, we have a social presence, and you know people expect yeah. certain things from us. But again, if I hadn't chosen on that, we've both been attacked on social media. Um, we've get shit for stuff. Again, you put yourself out there. You know the. The, the late, public theatre—that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, courses for courses. But you know, as I'm going about my day, like for example, I'm sure everyone here listening has had someone in a service capacity be shit. Whether mm -hmm. it's customer service, whether it's you're queuing for a, a coffee, or they fuck someone, or, or you know they've got you know they're slower, whatever. Okay, and I'm doing more service-based things there, and I'm not picking on that. But yeah. I've had places where someone's you know i've asked a, it's like i've been maybe waiting for something for a period of time and i've made sure I've, i'm never i can't stand people who are rude to people in service yeah, yeah, roles yeah. very politely asked a question just said hey any idea on the update of this for example and they've they've properly snapped at me and your natural reaction is oh it's fucking on then is it yeah yeah exactly and then i thought okay and like i'd mentioned in a previous one yeah. i just said do you know what i'm really sorry if that's offended you i said are you all right I said, yeah. you, are you okay? Yeah. And she had just been having, like, basically, the tills had gone wrong, things had gone wrong. Everyone was fucking blaming her. Yeah, 100%. And this is something that I said on a viral video of mine. It's don't take anything personally. And what was interesting about that and what I said in the video was when you have your shit squared physically, mentally, financially, and emotionally, you're in a good place to deal with exactly what you just did then because you don't think the world revolves around you. You're in a good place. And when, you're f when your cup is full and overfilling, you want to give some of that to other people. 
So it's very difficult to do, but when you do it, it, it's incredible. And what you just said there with checking to see if somebody is, you know, okay. It's such an easy thing to do that actually benefits yourself because you feel good because you've helped someone and benefits that individual as opposed to... A little bit of human human behavior. As another human being, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And And it also reminds me of something that happened to me. I was in London, and do you remember those travel cards? So you get, basically, with, thank God now it's all on phone and contactless. But you used to get, and you still do, but I always do it on the phone now. You get your receipt, and you get your travel card. And there are pieces of paper, and being here, you travel anywhere around London with this piece of paper in your back pocket. So old school. And when you lose it, regardless of having the receipt, you have to buy another one. You can argue your case because you've paid for it, but... It says on the ticket, if you lose this, you've got to have another one. And I remember being in the queue thinking, right, I'm going to have to come up with some great excuse here to try and get this for free. Realizing that, no, that's not the right thing to do because probably everybody does that. So what I need to do is own up to it and just pay because it's my mistake, nobody else's. So I said to the guy, walked straight up and I was like, I've been an idiot. That travel card thing, I've lost. I've got the receipt here, but I know that that's no good because you need both parts to travel. Can I get another one? The look on his face was of happiness that somebody finally got this game. And I can only imagine how many people have come up to him and made the excuses which I was going to make in my head as to why I lost it. And what he actually did is he showed me that he can get me on that train there in the next eight minutes. And it's only going to cost me eight quid instead of 38 quid. And, be, and that would not have happened had I not owned up to my own mistake and realized the best thing for here is to be human yeah. and realize the error of my ways. And, you know, it's a broad one, you know, being conscious, mindfulness, you know, being present with people. And have we spoke much about being present yet? I think we, we yes. have to yeah, yeah, so make so, sure. Yeah. Just a, a couple of little tips on that one, just the whole be present thing. Like, if you want the world's easiest way of being present, just put your fucking phone away. That's it. Like, and I remember watching a video, and it was this girl accusing a guy of being a bit of a player because uh, he turned his phone down at the table. And look, phone, look, my phone fits in my pocket, but it's fucking uncomfortable. So a lot of the times, you got to take your phone out your pocket to sit down. If I put my phone down, and I'm sat with you, that is me. That's a public declaration of me saying. I can give a fuck about that. If it's important, someone will call me yep. and it'll buzz. But that's me saying I'm not interested in my phone. So just putting your phone away, turn your notifications off, you know, not doing anything that you need on there at all. Park it. Okay. So that's just a little tip of that one. And another little tip that's just really, really, and it ties into the slowing down thing. When someone doesn't go your way or someone pisses you off or says something that's shitty, pause. Often, actions taken out of emotion are some of the worst ones you can do. 100%. And if your hormones and those brain chemicals that we love so much are taking charge, yeah, sometimes it can be fine, okay? But more often than not, when I've reacted to something, it's not gone my way. And if you're in the middle of a a heated debate, I now can catch myself and I'm saying, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take a pause here, especially if it's on messaging or something. Um, I'm just going to take a pause, just going to go for a, take a few steps, and then I'll come back to it. I don't want, and I'll even say, I don't want to say anything out of character right now. Yep. I, I'm, 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 I'm triggered, I'm angry. Not so, I just, I, I can sense 
my chest is popping up. Yep. I'm going to take a little pause. And just that little pause has saved my ass 100%. so many times. And look, I know I've been relatively sensible on this one, but a little bit of a humor, a little bit of smut as well. Okay. Yep. Listen, I'm saying this as a guy, okay? And again, guys are notorious for saying all manner of nonsense to try and get things and stuff. Let's put it that way. And you know what? Sometimes you can say things that you don't necessarily mean because you're just a horny little fucker, okay? And I can't give, I can't give a reference because I'm not a woman. I, I don't understand. But do you know what? Before you start doing stuff, crack one off, okay? Get rid of the horn. Get rid of the horn. And then, because you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you can start, stop wasting someone else's time as well as you're, because sometimes you're just a horny little idiot saying stupid stuff because you want to get laid. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. That seemed to, that I'm sure that resonates with some people. Definitely. But again, this is called a moment of clarity for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, I've, I've got, been good on this episode. I haven't talked about have. willies I, at all. I, I, I've been I, I, really I good. I, I think this is, this is super, <laughs> I think this is super important as well is that we're not, we're not ourselves all of the time. Yeah, we want to turn up at our best and we want to be our best for as long as humanly possible. But we get tired. We need sleep. We need food. You know, and I think this is so important that you need to have these rules and regulations mm -hmm. around you to be at your best. So for me, I don't tend to do anything before kind of nine o'clock in the morning because yep. I'm, I'm filling up my vessel. I'm doing my shit. I'm also well aware that nothing good ever happens on social media after 8 p.m. <laughs> True. so what's the point that's why i'm very strict with my phone the phone goes on charge away at 8 p.m i watch netflix we normally have um the kids are finally settled by then hey, and so. then we have normally have dinner about eight o'clock then it's catching up with netflix at the moment we're catching up with cobra kai because it's just come back mm -hmm. out so a little bit of cobra kai and for some reason she hulk um, on Disney Plus. So for me, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Well, that's what I've been doing. And then into. it gets to nine o'clock, and that's it. That's me up. Anna's more of a night owl. She can't work during the day because she's got a, mm -hmm. a, a husband that does a fucking three hour morning routine. Honestly. Um, Just however, imagine that. However, at the same time, Anna likes us. You know, she like she doesn't like getting up early. So she'll she, get up she, the same time with the kids, yeah. which is normally about seven later. half past seven yeah. like I'm, a normal person yeah but i'm i'm normally back around half seven quarter to eight so 15 minutes after she's up i'm back that's good however she is self-employed she has a photography business and she likes to get all of her edits done between kind of nine and eleven so she likes the fact that i go to bed early because she can get some shit done yep in you her business in. Yep. between that 9-11 because she likes to work then. The house is quiet, as, as quiet as it is when I get up early in the morning. The kids aren't distracting her and she can get her best work done. So it works really, really well. Things on the weekend change. We I stay in bed maybe half past five, so a little bit of a lie-in usually. Jay, I'm just going to take a, a bead, a, a moment. <laughs> what are you? Half five... Is not a lion. So let me get some um, let me get some context here. One of, one of the things that I say to people is that the reason that they think half five is mad is because they're comparing the time that I get up, and then they're adding the time they go to bed. And normally the response with people is, "Yeah, but what time do you go to bed?" And I say, "I go to bed at nine p.m." And most people's response are, 
either that makes sense or that's fucking boring. Yeah. Or I can, I'm or, I am obviously fucking with you. Or I yeah, but or I could never go to bed at night. I'm like, trust me, if you get up at half four, you will You'll want to go to, to bed, bed at, at nine. Night. Yeah. To be fair, when they say we condition ourselves, I'm not a night person, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a gym person, I'm not a fucking whatever. And you know what? Say it often enough, yeah, you're right. I have been a five o'clock start person for many, many years just because I decided I was going to be. Yeah. Now I'm just like, do you know what? My natural rhythm is start later and later. I prefer that. That works well with my energy. But do you know what? I was mindful of the fact that my best version, so my peak Dan is like 12 till three. I naturally, if I just let my body do its thing, I wake up a little bit later, I go to bed a bit later. So I work with, again, but that was being mindful. The whole world, you know, says get up at this time. You know, you work for eight to nine, home five, six. Yep. And if you have a normal, it's, it is like that. But it, that also punishes those of us who are naturally more genetically night owls. Yeah. So again, but I'm mindful of that. And I was conscious enough and aware enough to know that, you know what, I need to make changes. And again, whatever you've taken from today's podcast, it is that, Slowing down and just thinking and sometimes going, do you know what? Okay, some, you know, you say, this is how it's always been. You're like, oh, okay. Well, what if it wasn't? What if I wanted to change this? What if I wanted to do something differently? Yeah. I'm and being- it's this, and, and I want to finish with this. One of the biggest things that people struggle with, and it's a natural thing, is learned helplessness. And what learned helplessness is, and I, once again, another story, another analogy. Try not to laugh, Dan. But it's, it, uh, do you know what? But it's, a, it's about not laughing at it, you. Okay. It's just a, you look so, at me so tenderly. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, look. I'm looking at the camera. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna tell you the story, and you can't laugh. It, and it's about an elephant and a rope. I'm just watching Dan's face. An elephant and a rope. Are you ready for this one, Dan? <laughs> you trying not to laugh? Guy's on holiday in Bali and sees this giant elephant and his. <laughs> oh, we almost got there. Okay, so guy, guy's on holiday, sees this giant elephant, and this tiny little rope is attached to this little wooden stake in the ground and really confused. The guy goes up to the elephant owner goes, why doesn't the elephant just break free? And he goes, well, it does try to break free when it's young, when it's a little elephant, we tie its, um, tie its leg to this little stick, but regardless of how hard it tries, it can't break free. So it just doesn't bother. And when it gets to, to the, you know, being a massive elephant, it could just walk off. But because it's been so restricted from trying many, many years ago, it doesn't even try. And why I love that is that so many people are that elephant on a rope. They go, oh, I can't because I've got this job. Oh, I can't get up early. Oh, I can't go to the gym. Oh, I can't change my life. I can't get a new job. Oh, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60. I'm like, mate, shut the fuck up. Like, start breaking fucking free because everything that you have been doing years and years ago, that little rope has been tied around your leg and it's stopping you from breaking free and doing the shit that you want to do. Mate, do you know what? A great one um, we're saying about the genetic test. So I, I, there's a, some really good genetic tests you can get. And percentage of us are, about 25-30% are night owls. As in our DNA genetics means we're supposed to go to bed later, wake up later. If you think about it, if we wish to think about cavemen human if we all went to bed at the same time and all up at the same time there's this fucking seven eight hour window we're totally vulnerable so it's actually good that some people go to bed later some earlier so you've got less chance of being attacked and equally why some people they call them like dolphins their brains are always quite alert because they're the ones that are like oh there's a sound and i'm kind of like that as well case in point is i've just forgotten what the fuck i was saying where did i go from for this 
I don't know, mate. I don't know. What did I start with? There was reasons. There was logic. Tell me your thing again. The oh, elephant. That's bad. I so haven't done that at all. Breaking free. The elephant breaking free from the rope and learn helplessness. People don't realise that a lot of things that they did in their younger life and their past life has restricted them from doing the things they want in the future. Got it. Sorry, dear listener. That's okay. Sorry. Anyway. I was what you call skinny fat. So not a lot of muscle, hell body fat. So not nat. I couldn't do a press up until I was somewhere in my teens. Very weak, naturally. Not gifted at all. But I just decided to say kind of fuck that. And I went old school. So I started literally researching training pre-steroid era. So literally, what did they, these, you know, these gigantic lifts they used to do in the 1900s. How the fuck did they do that? So I started reading these really old-fashioned stuff. And I found um, it was only the strongest will survive, five by five. And it was Olympic. It was basically you did squats, you did power cleans, and you did bench press. That's it. Five by five. And I thought... This guy churned out like some of the best, strongest football player. I gave that a go. And I ended up getting pretty strong. I got I gained about five or six stone of muscle, completely naturally and fat. But I just got big. I got really strong. I went from being able to bench in, I think sort of like six, not a lot to like three plates a side. I could squat 60. I ended up with a 200 kilo squat. I got big and strong. And I continue to get bigger and stronger. But my genetics actually told me I have the worst possible genetics, genetically, for muscle growth and muscle strength. I'm actually maxed out for endurance abilities. I mean, so my dad was a runner, so he was you know, really, really good national standard runner. But if I'd have been told at that age, when I started lifting, which probably was about 19, 18, 19, you will never be strong. You'll never gain muscle, you'll never gain big. Because look at your genetics, you're fucked. Now, my genetics haven't changed in those years. That's yeah. still, I have the, the precursors for certain things and not others. But I got pretty fucking big and strong. I mean, not as buff as you, but from where I was, big changes. So sometimes you have to actually let go of the, like, knowing your labels can sometimes hurt you. If you say you're going to be something or not be something, well, you, that tends to, to stick in. And I don't know how we've gotten to this from mindfulness and mindful, but... But it's true. No, but I think this is a belief in yourself. You don't like, for some reason, Thomas Edison. Am I correct? Because he apparently stole, he stole he just, the light. Look, okay, I'm sure because obviously now we're, we're bigger on TikTok. We'll have people arguing with me, but... I, I want to give you a story which might change your mind based on Go on. And, uh, I'm not, not anti-Thomas Edison. No, but it adds to what you're saying. I know you're not anti-Thomas Edison. We're talking over about Elon Musk and stuff. And we'll, Tesla we'll wait, and all sorts, we'll wait yeah. to the next episode of this. Yeah. But it was one of the stories on an email which I sent out, and it was basically that... Um, Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison was having problems at school and the school wrote a letter to his mum. He saw his mum open the letter. She started crying and he said, mum, what's the letter say? And she said, son, um, the letter says that you're a genius and you need to be homeschooled. Um, many, many years later, Thomas Edison became Thomas Edison and he found the letter when his mum had passed away in her drawer and the letter said that your son is mentally retarded and he needs to go and see you know, somebody wow. else. And it adds to your story that you said that it was based on what she said to him that, he get, that gave him that thing to be who he was because she didn't believe what people were saying. So do you know what? Fucking believe in yourself. <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gents, long 
hopefully valuable. A one today, wasn't it? Yeah, we hope you enjoyed the tangents and Jamieisms. Yes. Just, do you know what? I was because I was trying to think of a, a, a tangent, and I tried to do a few of them, but it was just jisms. So that's not going to work. Jesus. So we need, uh, we need. So if you've got an idea of what you know, we could do tangents and jisms. It doesn't do. work. Uh, Dan, so we need a J it. version. I'll take it. I'll take it, Dan. Ladies, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Body and the Beast. If you did, we have a brand new TikTok account. Well, it's I not keep, brand new anymore. Where well, it's, it's not, not it's brand been new. going so well. So weeks, thank you, followers. It's still pretty new. It's new this uh, year. And if you want to follow the TikTok account, it is at Body and the Beast. And also, if you liked this podcast, please, 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 if you're listening to it on iTunes, please give us a review. Please share it on your stories and tag us in and let us know the things that you have enjoyed about the podcast. If you want to give us a follow, Dan? Uh, yeah, for me personally, uh, Instagram, at the real Dan Meredith. Um, don't know if I'll be on TikTok when this goes live. Pending. I'm still learning some lessons from Mr. Alderson. Um, Facebook is probably where I'm most known for. Big group, Coffee with Dan. Search for that or just Dan Meredith on... Uh, literally search for it, Dan Meredith on Facebook. You'll see me. Give me a follow. Different content on different places, all different places. You can get in touch. And I read all the emails. Jay reads all the emails. We have an email address. Not fancy at the moment, but it does the trick. There will be a website coming with a newsletter and all sorts of stuff to look forward to. But for now, Jay, how can people drop us an email? Drop us an email at bodyandthebeast.com. That will be bodyandthebeast at gmail.com. It's not there. There's no body and the beast. Bodyandthebeast at gmail.com. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for taking a watch and a listen to this podcast. I have been your body, Jamie Allerton. And I've been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care. 